I need pew packers and pew packers aides to come on down. Seriously, come on down. Pew packers and pew packers aides, come on down. Pew packers and pew packers aides, come on down. Leonard, Leonard, what are you doing? <laughs> now, as they're coming on down, kids, here come a few more. I want to ask you guys something. Now look at this audience. You think this audience is fairly intelligent? Yeah, sort of my sentiments too. Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what. If you think that we were to lead, I'm in the Lord's army, that they might could do it, what's your thought? Well, let's just shake our heads yes. And let's just see what happens when we lead this group of people and I'm in the Lord's army. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, Shoot the artillery, I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery, I may never fly o'er the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. All right, they did pretty. Have a seat, guys. I think they did pretty good. I think they did pretty good. And you guys did too. Now, while oh, they're going back, please turn to 585. Hymn 585. And let's sing this hymn. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength which God supplies. Strong in the strength which God supplies through His beloved Son. Strong in the Lord. Oh, 
If you haven't caught on yet, we're talking about being in the Lord's army. And we're talking about being a soldier of Christ this morning. As the things we think about, we are a people that should be, when we think of military terms, a disciplined people. We are a people who should be forgetting what may have happened in the past battles and moving forward to the next one. We are a people who should be ready to fight a good warfare. We are the people who should be able to fight the good fight. And that's who we are. That's who we're supposed to be. And when we think about being in the Lord's army, and we think about being, being uh, a soldier for Jesus Christ, there's some things I want to talk about today based on the, the kids. I'm in the Lord's army. Based on this beautiful hymn by Charles Wesley uh, about being a soldier of Christ, soldiers of Christ arise. So we're going to look at things surrounding soldiers of Christ. So the first thing I want to talk about this morning is this. <clears throat> when you're in the Lord's army, are you drafted or are you a volunteer? It's hard for that word to come out of my mouth. You know where I'm going with that. When I was a little boy and my uncle went to, to Vietnam, I mean, I, I, had, I had a fear of the draft. I was always afraid I was going to be drafted to go because I remember my, my mom and my grandmom and uh, my granny and aunts and everybody else just crying at the airport. And then, of course, you see it all over the news. I, I don't want any part of that. Uh, of course, the draft was taken away. Don't have to worry about it. But we have a volunteer. The United States has a volunteer military. There's no draft as of yet. And so you volunteer to serve. So I'm talking about the Lord's army. I'm talking about being a soldier of Christ. Are you drafted or are you a volunteer? Is it voluntary? I'll give you some scriptures that maybe help us on this thought. Look at this passage in Matthew chapter 11. Look, notice carefully. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is right. Life. Key in on, come to me. Key in on, take my yoke. Just one more passage on this point. From John's Revelation. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. We volunteer to be in this army. Now, some of them might argue, yeah, but if you're not in the army, you're lost. But think about this. God has shown us why we should want to volunteer to be in his army. And Wednesday night, we talked about that a little bit in our class. He has provided his son to forgive us of our sins. So why would we not want to be in his army and join it? Voluntarily to give our lives to him and to give our lives to his service. There's another point to make as we go along. What is required? What is required to be in the Lord's army? To be a soldier for Jesus Christ. You know, in, in our voluntary army, um, you go and sign up. Um, I believe you can sign up for the military you want to do. You go through basic training and... Um, start serving. 
I probably made it way more simple than that actually is. But that's the basics of it. Now, what about, are there any requirements to be in the Lord's army? Are there any requirements to be a soldier of Jesus Christ? Let me just maybe suggest some things and let's see together. First of all, let me throw some verses up here and let's look at these. Look at John chapter 8. This is Jesus speaking who says, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So that's maybe a requirement in that verse. Let's look at another one. This is from Acts chapter 17, and Paul talking to the Athenians. Paul states, Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. He's saying there's something I have to do. There's like a requirement for me. Let me offer another verse for you. This is Paul talking to the Romans or the Roman church. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So again, it looks like he's asking us for having to do something. One more verse. Look at this verse. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on... Christ. And when we think about our, is there requirements for me to be in the Lord's army? Because some might say, no. If you have faith, you're in. Some might say, no. Grace washes you in. But this is, what back to John, this is Jesus himself speaking. And he's saying, I have to believe. I.e. have faith. Or I'll die in my sins if I don't have faith, if I don't believe that God is and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I have to believe that. But then Paul told the Athenians in that city that, yeah, one time God winked at, overlooked, but now I have to repent. Jesus himself even said, you have to repent. To understand what repentance is. To be penitent in your heart. And understand, I've sinned against God. I have to change. I don't want to do that anymore. That's a requirement I'm seeing. Look at how Paul talking to the Roman church, or the church at Rome, and telling them, confession. With the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Telling that to a group of people who have probably come out of pagan worship, deity worship, where if you even get caught, pledging allegiance to of some other God, you're in trouble. But saying, you've got to confess. That's a requirement I'm seeing. When Paul's talking to the churches at Galatia, he says, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. Into Christ, I'm baptized and I am into Christ and I put on Christ. Seems to me there are some requirements here for me to be in the Lord's army. Let's take it even further. There's some priorities that I have to change. I've got a different lifestyle now. Look at this verse from 2 Timothy. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Any distractions that a soldier has can, can diminish the whole battle. 
and possibly even the whole war, and, to get, and get your mind detoured off the important thing. The same thing within the church. As a soldier of Jesus Christ, I can't allow things to distract me from the battles I'm having to help fight myself and help fight with my fellow soldiers. So I have to have certain priorities right. So that's a requirement I see. What about another one? The Bible tells me I've got to move from old things to new things. When you look at this passage from the Ephesian, written to the Ephesian church, or churches, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So I am to take that old person, dispose of that old person, and walk new, and be a new person. Because this old person was corrupt in my conduct. This old person was, was walking how I wanted to walk. According to my sometimes deceitful lust. But the new man doesn't do that. God created the new man to be in righteousness and holiness. So I move from the old to the new. But when I think about certain requirements, and I think that is a requirement for going from the old to the new, you know, what are some of these old things we need to remove, remove maybe? There's several passages we can look at just for time's sake. Look at this one, just for example. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. These are all old person stuff. Anger. Anger. I'm one who deals with that. I know what it's like to have to deal with that. It's, it's, a, it's a sin that besets me. Maybe you too. Anger. Wrath. Wrath, getting so boiled up and so hot, it just it just spews over, and you just quit thinking and what you say and what you and what you do. You just, it's just like, did I actually say that? Did I actually do that? Malice, actually looking at somebody maliciously and saying, I hope that person, whatever bad you want to put in your mind right there. Blasphemy. Taking the name of God in vain. Taking the words of the Holy Spirit and spitting on them. That's blasphemy. In a conversation saying, oh my, and putting God in there, that's blasphemy. Writing OMG on a text or a Facebook post, that's blasphemy. It's a serious thing. That's what I would do when I was an old person. If I'm a new person, I don't do those things anymore. Filthy language coming out of my mouth. Lying. That's all old man deeds, all old man stuff. But if I have put on the new man, I'm renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created. If I am new and I've killed off the old, I've disposed of the old, then I'm becoming more every single day in the image of my Savior. Every single day. That's just some requirements that I see. I had to develop new things. I had to be, as newborn babes, 
get into the pure milk of the Word so I can grow. I grow by getting into the Word. As Peter also said in second letter, beginning with faith, or have been all due diligence, add to your faith, you're starting with faith, virtue, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, controlling yourself, learning to do that, perseverance, learning to persevere with, have patience with my fellow soldiers, to have patience and wait on the Lord's timing, godliness, brotherly kindness, Love. I'm developing the and growing on these things. It's a requirement, according to the Bible. Something else that's required. We're supposed to be recruiters. I don't even know. Somebody, do we still have a recruit house here? Anybody know? You sign up for the army. I, I apologize. I don't know. Um, but you go and sign up. And you talk to a recruiter. A recruiter. I guess they still come to the high school. I'm looking at high school kids and ignoring me. Well, maybe they still do. I don't know. But we, as soldiers in the kingdom, as soldiers protecting the kingdom, as being in the Lord's army, we're supposed to be trying to recruit more. We can't have enough soldiers. Look at a passage like this in Matthew 28. You know this verse. Jesus said, go and make disciples. He says, baptize them. He says, teach them. Go and make disciples. In the Mark passage, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go, go, go. We are to recruit and tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. So there certainly are requirements. Now, every army, every military has a leader. George Washington is one of my heroes. He was the leader of the Continental Army. Dwight David Eisenhower. I love studying about Dwight David Eisenhower. You may know him as Ike, the president. The supreme allied commander in Europe. They were the clear leaders. Do we have a clear leader in the Lord's army? Well, obviously we do. Look at these passages. Read these along with me. Jesus said, I, I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, on the statement he had just previously made, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, death itself, cannot prevail against it. What's going on there? What about this verse? Where Paul says about Jesus, that he and he, Jesus, is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn, firstborn from the dead, that in all things he, Jesus, might have the preeminence. What's going on there? Look at this verse. From the Hebrew writer. Matter of fact, we'll finish up with two on this point. For it was fitting for him, for whom all are all things, about whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. What's that all about? Look at this one last one on this point. The Hebrew writer, verse 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despised the shame, and he has now sat down at the right hand of God. Who is our leader in our army, in the Lord's army? Who's my leader as a soldier of Jesus Christ? Well, Jesus Christ. Jesus predicted he would be that leader. I will build my church. My church. I will build my church. Jesus owns it. It's his church. He's the head of the body. 
And therefore, he has risen up. He is the preeminent one. He's the captain. He's the captain. And he's the author of it. Jesus Christ is our leader. Jesus the Christ from Nazareth. The Nazarene is our leader. As a soldier of Christ, in the military, there's deserters sometimes. General Washington, when he was the general, could take care. People began to desert. Things were looking bad. So people began to run. So here's what he did. If you got captured, he lined you up, got fellow soldiers with guns to point at you, and he executed them. That's what he did. Whoa! General Washington, why are you doing that? This is not military, but one of my favorite people to study is a lady named Harriet Tubman. Have you ever heard of her? An underground railroad. And she used to make, help, help people, slaves, escape, make, for, uh, most notably in the Maryland area. Up to maybe a hundred escaped. You know what she carried with her? A gun. Now, you probably think, well, for protection, yes, but also for another reason. If that escaped slave tried to go back, she pulled the gun out. You know why? Because if they go back, they're probably going to endanger themselves and endanger the whole enterprise. Washington and his soldiers trying to desert, it's, it's, it's demoralizing the whole enterprise. So what may seem harsh to us makes sense in a military term. Well, are the deserters in the Lord's army? And if there are deserters in the Lord's army, is that okay? Because once you're saved, you're always saved? If I am in the Lord's army, is that okay? Can I be AWOL, away without leave? Can I leave my post? Can I desert the army? Paul said, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I don't have to put any more verses, I don't think. I'm going to. Therefore, let the one who thinks he stands beware, lest you fall. Look at this passage. From Peter, the Apostle Peter. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, by the way, he's running to the church, or church is. Beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. I'm in the Lord's army, and I just leave the Lord's army, does that mean I'm still okay? Look at this passage. It's rather long. Be patient as we read this. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. They have been converted. They have given their life to Jesus. And they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it. To turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returned to his own vomit, 
and a sow having washed to her own wallowing in the mire. My old man liked vomit, and I left that. My old person liked wallowing in the mud, and I left that. If I desert the Lord's army, you know what I'm doing again? I'm eating puke. I've been washed. I'm going right back and jumping into the mud. Once saved, always saved. I say this as, as, as humbly and sincerely and as friendly and diplomatically as I can. Is a, It's a lie. It's not the truth. If you desert, you're not just saved. And there's some dangers there. As a soldier of Christ, just like our military, our military supplies our soldiers, our men and women of the military. Regardless of what area they're in, they have the ample means to protect themselves and protect us, to defend and to attack. Our nation makes sure of that. Well, what is provided? What does God provide us? Any guesses what I'm about to put up on the board? Even the little kids know what's about to come, right? The armor of God. The armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, let's turn here to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talking to the church, he's saying, Brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you can stand against the devil, because he's tricky, he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves. Because our fight's not, our fight's not between us, it's not flesh and blood, it's against the evil one. Beginning in verse 13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your uh, waist or belt with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You think about all these things, that God is providing for us truth. There's a truth that can set us free in John 8, what Jesus said. And what is truth? God's Word is truth. It's where the gospel's found. Righteousness. We can have, we have, our righteousness is not good enough, well, guess what? We can have Jesus. The righteousness of Jesus. It's a working righteousness. We can have that. The book of Acts tells us. The gospel of peace. We can be at peace with God because we have made a treaty with the Lord. And we can be at peace with Him. And we can give that gospel of peace to other people. It's good news. The shield of faith. When the enemy attacks, we need a good defense system. Every military does. Every country needs that. God has given us faith. Faith. And the Bible says it can, it can thwart anything the devil throws at us. Salvation. 
the Word of God. We have armor that God has provided for us, that, that, and, and that's all we need. Everything right there that's on the board that Paul tells the Ephesians, if you want to fight the good fight, if you want to fight a good warfare, there it is. Truth, righteousness, faith, salvation, gospel of peace, and the Word of God. You can be defensive with that, or you can be offensive with that, depending on what you need to use and what you need to do in your life. Now, one final one. Do we have an enemy? We just read in Ephesians 6, we obviously do have an enemy. Who is our enemy? When we are fighting as a soldier of Christ, we're in the Lord's army. In 1939, Adolf Hitler went to the Sudetenland and said, oh, they're my people, they should be in the German people, and I'm, 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 that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. And so he took it. Nobody did. Okay, all right, Hitler. Okay, not anymore. All right? Then he invaded Austria. Then he took the rest of Czechoslovakia. That's it. We'll go to war if you do anymore. Then he took Poland in Norway and Denmark and Belgium and finally France. He kept going and going and going. Nobody could stop him. This guy, late 1990, early 1991, something called the Desert uh, Gulf War. You may remember that. Where this guy, Saddam Hussein, or as uh, George H.W. would say, Saddam Hussein, invaded Kuwait. A little bitty Kuwait. Why would he invade a little bitty country like that? Because of billions and billions of dollars a day on oil. But anyway, he invaded that country. They couldn't do anything about it. And we had to go over there with some allies and take care of the situation. But these are people who invaded other people. Now, we have somebody who wants to do the same thing. It's not for dirt. It's not for flesh and blood. It's for something else. Who is our enemy? Here's what John said. Here's the revelation he got. So the great dragon was cast out, that servant of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. Look at this verse. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Look at this verse. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. One more verse here. When he, Satan, this is from John 8, speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources because he's a liar and he's the father of liars. And when you think about who our enemy is, that old dragon, the devil of Satan, he is a deceiver. Ever read in the Garden of Eden what happened? He's a deceiver. He's a devourer. And that verse says he's our adversary, but he also devours. But what's he wanting to devour? Home I make my house that I'm making mortgage payments on? My job? What's he want to devour? You can't see it, but it's eternal. You can't see yours, but it's eternal. You know what he wants to devour? Your soul. That's what Satan wants. He's fake. He's fake. He'll do or say anything he can to get you on his side, to get you to follow in him. He's a liar. Not only is he just a liar, he is the father of liars. 
If you think about everything we've talked about, we volunteer for the Lord's army. You sign up to serve. We know what is required. We know what is required. Jesus is clearly our leader. He's Lord and Master. That's how Acts 2 put it. And if I quit, that does not excuse me. Because I have quit. I'm the one who's done that. And it didn't, I found out, you know what, that didn't excuse me. I'm lost. If I desert the Lord's army, I'm lost. Almost as if I'd never been saved in the first place. You can lose your soul. Once saved, always saved is not true. And I'm not trying to be cruel. If there's somebody in the audience and you want to talk about that, I want to go to class and we'll talk about it and I'll show you more verses. I can't quit. God has provided everything we need to be a soldier, a faithful soldier in his army, and we know who the enemy is. We know it's Satan. I want to finish with these verses. This is a verse that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12. Everybody pay attention to this verse. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. I want to take that verse and, and, and look at a more of a, not a translation, but a commentary, how somebody commented and put a commentary on this verse. You hear me? I'm not saying what I'm about to put up in Scripture. I'm saying here's a commentary on this verse. This is war, and there is no neutral ground. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. And where do you stand? As being in the Lord's army. Here's the truth. Satan's going to win some battles. I don't like saying that. I don't like that coming out of my mouth, but it's the truth. You know it's the truth. He's going to win some battles. Look, they thought he won a battle there. They thought he won a war right here. When they came to the place called the skull there, they crucified Jesus. We go through battles, and Satan loves it, and he uses it. Whether it's, whether it's battles within our congregation here at Bobby Branch, whether it's battles within the family unit, whether it's battles within me personally, Demons I'm having to deal with. We go through battles and Satan loves it. The gospel is good news. Let's end on some good news. God's army will win the war. We go through battle after battle after battle. Satan is fighting against us. But God's army will win the war. These will make war with the Lamb and the Lamb will overcome them. Why? For He is Lord of all lords. He is King of all kings. And those who are with Him, those who are in His army, those who are on His team, are called, chosen, and faithful. Satan is going to win some battles but he will not win the war. That's the good news. That's the gospel. He's not going to win. 
Are you in the Lord's army? Have you called on the name of the Lord? Have you chosen to be with the Lord? Are you faithful to the Lord? Satan is going to win some battles, but he's not going to win the war. Have you called on the name of the Lord? Have you chosen to be with the Lord? Are you living faithful to the Lord? If not, you want to do something about it? You want to do something about it? Why don't you do it right now? Satan might be hitting you right now. You might be waging a battle with yourself right now where you're sitting. Right now, Satan might be saying and doing everything he can to keep you down. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I'm telling you, call on the Lord. Choose the Lord. Be faithful to the Lord. And we win. Because God's army will win. Come forth if you need to as we stand and sing.